How many of you are fans of word plays or puns? And when brands integrate these word plays, it becomes more appealing. And when done regularly and precisely, it sort of becomes the identity of a brand. And in the last few years, Dunzo has established itself as one of those brands that has a huge social media fans not only for their services but their creative copywriting in general. Now, I myself am someone who loves to use puns every now and then. So, I thought it will be interesting to discuss the art of brand communication using wordplays and of course puns with someone who's doing it successfully. What better option I had than to discuss with the minds behind the Dunzo's amazing copywriting. Akhil, Vedahi and Manas, all of them have been the force behind Dunzo's voice. And in this episode, they shared all the processes that goes behind creating these witty and viral brand copies. I had a ball recording this particular episode and I believe so you all will have the same. Sit back and know in depth about how Dunzo's successful content strategy works. You're listening to Witty and Viral with me Pratik Satpude and we will be right back. So yeah, we are here with the copywriters of the Dunzo team. Just to get the flow of this particular podcast going, can you please guys introduce yourself and briefly tell the listeners how and why did you join the Dunzo actually? So let's, we can, we can uh, start with Akhil. So um, it was uh, like about two years back, around two years back. My name is Akhil, by the way, which, and uh, I joined Dunzo around two years back. I mean, um, it was... I was working with Kyofit at that time, before Dunzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, my friend uh, who leads the creative team here at, uh, in Dunzo, Munz, uh, so he happened to join Dunzo and they were thinking of uh, putting together a team there. And at that point, it was uh, he just wanted to create a small team which can sort of, because Dunzo was like not as big as how it is right now. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And, and Kabir, our CEO, had a, a lot of inclination towards getting design right and doing the right sort of communication. So Munz gave a call and said, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, and Munz and I, we go way back. We've always thought about working together. We used to freelance together, but uh, it wasn't so much of, we've never worked together. Mm-hmm. And Munz was like, uh, dude, there is this thing open here and we can put that sort of a theme that we've always talked about and uh, sounds like a really good thing we should uh, do it. And uh, then I had a chat with uh, the team there and uh, and all of them were very like, you know, uh, keen on doing something really that's out there. And and, and more, more than anything, everyone was just too warm and nice. And it was a very nice environment to walk in. And it felt like even though it was a small place at that point as compared to where I was coming from, it was like a, like a fun project that could hand. Uh, yeah, that's how I took it up. Yeah, uh, just... Correct me if I'm wrong, you joined Danzo team in 2018. My math, yeah, I think around 18, 18, uh, yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Vedi, can you share your journey here? So, uh, mine is uh, quite strange actually. Um, so, I've been doing a bunch of different kinds of jobs before this. Uh, I started out in IT and like I was in medical electronics and then for a brief period I was writing for this um, page on social media as a writer and all that. So I was uh, just looking for, uh, looking to uh, jump my profession again. And I was just contemplating what I should do next. And um, coincidentally, uh, our marketing lead, uh, Sai Ganesh, um, he found me on Twitter. So I have this habit of uh, putting the puns I think of on Twitter. And so he had been following me for a while and uh, he DM me on Twitter and he's like, so, uh, do you know, Danzo, uh, mm-hmm. or the service that delivers stuff. So I was like, yeah, I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, do you want to join? Uh, so I was like, look, I don't have any background <laughs> in advertising, like zero. I have never done anything close to marketing ever before. Right. So, uh, since I'm looking to do something different next, I will definitely join, but I'm warning you that it may not work out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, we'll try out for like a month or two and then we'll see how it goes. And then, uh, yeah, that's when I joined Dunzo and I joined the creative team with like these crazy talented people. Uh, and like, I kid you not, the first month I was just fangirling over all these people who were there in the team. (laughs) 
So yeah, it's been a great journey. This was one and a half years that I joined, mm-hmm. and now the team is pretty much like family. Talking about fans, the Denzo team actually has a lot of fans over the social media, and they really admire the work. Uh, Manas, can you let us know about yourself? No, Prati. So, uh, as Y and you mentioned, so I myself have been one of the fanboys of Denzo. <laughs> so. Uh, I had worked for almost two two and a half years at my first company. After that, I had taken like this decision of taking a giving myself one year, and like uh, I also get bored pretty soon, and I had a varied interest. So I had given myself one year that I will try these different things without worrying about like how it looks on my resume. Mm-hmm. And so like I started from brand to agency side. Few months I worked for an agency. Few months I worked as a freelancer. A few months, I joined a tech startup to learn push marketing uh, notification strategy and all. Mm-hmm. And along uh, during that time, only when I was looking for you know the last leg of my one year to trust, uh, try something new, I saw then uh, one post on Dunzo social media Instagram handle about like an opening for a copywriter. And I was like, I need to apply to this definitely because for a long time, I think I had been following them for four five months easily before that. And whenever I used to look at Dunzo's social media handle, I used to wonder like, this is how I think, or this is what I also want to do. Mm-hmm. The points that you want. So, and then how I applied, and then I got to meet Y, Kel, Sai, a lot of our designers. Mm-hmm. Even the when I had to do that interview process, the assignment, it was like so much fun. It didn't look feel like a task at all. And then finally joined Dunzo. I think around six seven months back. <laughs> So yeah, that's pretty interesting setup uh, to the show. Akhil, I would like to ask you the next question. You have been with Dunzo for more than two years now, and it was yeah. after you that Dunzo actually changed its branding. They also brought in the lightning symbol in its logo as well. So yeah, after beautiful. all this, uh, how did the brand started getting attention on the social media, and how did you boil down to this particular sort of brand communication, the usage of puns? The wordplay that we, uh, we clearly see on the Dunzo. Got it. So when I joined Dunzo, uh, the brand looked very different. It behaved different, mm-hmm. um, uh, and the identity was not a sort of a you know the first thing that we saw, were looking into. Uh, we went in. We started fixing the smaller things, like you know internal communication, some of the things that will come on the app. It was like uh, you know bits and pieces. We started uh, figuring what needs to do, what needs to be done first. And in one such conversation, which was like three four months after I had joined, and Munz and I had started working on uh, different parts of communication, moving things a little around, maybe trying to add a bit of you know a tone to it. You know, at least it will sound like the same brand or person talking. Right. Couple of months down the line, uh, we we were working and it was just a normal day. And Kabir came in and said, "Guys, there is this thing that I've been thinking of. What if Dunzo did not look the way that it looked and it not talk the way that it talked? How would it be? Like, would you like to sort of give it a go?" And then uh, Munzu was like, "That sounds like a very interesting project." And uh, uh, one thing led to another. We started. Uh, Putting a small team together, uh, which uh, would work on the rebranding for Dunzo, it was like a, was a progressive thing. No, you know, even if you talk about how it sounds and how it talks right now, as opposed to after right after we rebranded, mm-hmm. uh, the idea was to sort of give it a bit more batik look rather than very. Uh, the the previous identity had a smaller D, and the color was yellow. And one of the problems with the yellow is if you print it on white. It sort of looks to, looks a bit washed, and, right. and and we know how we our print media is here. We can't always get consistent color, and it was a, a design problem as well. And Munz and I, we had a lot of chat. And we had few friends of uh, who's worked with him and has worked with me. We put a small team of uh, friends who are in different uh, design agencies or in companies right now. We had a long chat. We thought about, and 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 eventually we. Sort of put together what what it looks now the branding and mm-hmm. uh, and we pitched it that went through. Uh, once we had the new identity in place, I guess that's when the process really started. I mean, it wasn't like a one day thing, and and especially we didn't want to give it out to an agency to rebrand us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like, okay, we could sort of you know we know 
people who are like very well versed with what they're doing and we pulled all of them together put our heads together and then this branding happened and and after that uh, the the change was how to define a tone too. we wanted it to be casual we don't want it to sound like another brand mm-hmm. and the first couple of months we uh, tried out something that's very casual then we figured out that as our uh, you know uh, uh, as our base of users increased right uh, the, the sort of things that people relate with is also changing so we had to sort of use a broader brush so right. to speak mm-hmm. uh, because when we mentioned something that's very specific sometimes people didn't get it and then mm-hmm. so like in every brand you know you sort of have that trial and error phase where we slowly move to a, a tone of voice which sort of suits and which can fit different uh, things that the band is trying to do Absolutely. and and it was like i said a progressive process i mean it sounded a lot different when i was handling it myself and then I, and and then we had, uh, like like saiganesh uh, who i mentioned earlier he joined us mm-hmm. and then he brought in a lot of experience because he's worked with a lot of uh, big brands he's worked in agencies as well he brought in a lot of uh, ideas and and i think what's really good about my experience in nando whether it be uh, communication in general you know how the brand behaves or even marketing or whatever the process is that we involve in it's a very collaborative effort i mean i don't think it's one person pulling the weight and um even if it's about a brand uh, or a, sorry a design problem we always sit together and and discuss a lot of things and and that has always been the culture that we try to create and munzan i have been like very particular about that as well like we wanted a very collaborative culture which would help people improve each other i mean i i and i can say that you know like as much talent this team uh, has now it is a very uh, infectious talent i mean i i see a lot of my friends who do design right now talk with puns and like mm-hmm. use a lot of play of which is uh, which is a delight to watch sometimes right. you know we just sit back and watch all of them have fun so i think predominantly the the culture or the tone has changed i'm sorry the tone has changed culture has remained the same and uh, yeah now it's uh, it's a lot of i get when I, when we when you read communication that comes out from danzo there's a lot of you know small small hints of the idea coming from the designer in there a lot of things from each of us in there and, and so it's very hard to say who has set the tone but i think we've been doing it in a such a very healthy format all of us sort of take equal shares of what it sounds and looks <laughs> and feels right now that's that's interesting and and to be honest the word plays are everywhere sort of on all the social media and beat the push notifications as well if whenever if i personally get a danzo notification and there's there's has to be some word play in it and i'm pretty sure about it that you guys you know work so much hard to build that but i want to hear the thought process from all of you individually by giving us an example of your work that how do you boil down to that particular idea so we can start with vedhi uh do you want to start with manas because the, he's our bollywood uh, in house <laughs> sure, bollywood sure. Uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes manas please uh-huh. go ahead <laughs> if uh, if i talk specifically about push uh, push notifications mm-hmm. so started it like an experiment about just to check how much uh, the puns that we were making on social media how much those puns would work on push notifications too and whether or not we could you know increase the brand recall through uh, putting some experiments on push notifications because usually people don't even look at a push notification and it usually feels spammy right so that's when we did we went of uh, you know mixing bollywood pop culture mm-hmm. uh, with the new props and we sent out some puns we used different bollywood songs and we made a mixture of bollywood puns and foot puns okay and on we hadn't thought uh, even we hadn't expected that it would give us so, like such a better such a great response mm-hmm. like a lot of kept sharing those notifications kept tagging us and after a while it, it it became like it gave us so many insights about how what kind of buyer personas we had on our app it also helped us understand how this puns and especially using the hindi puns the bollywood songs puns how it was helping us reach the next set of users right can you just uh, share one of the examples that you have created and some song that <laughs> you mixed up with the food <laughs> so like off top of my head 
Um, so I, I started with you know screwing up all my favorite songs. Okay. So top of my number Rafta Rafta dekho aankh meri lady hai. So we made it like Kofta Kofta dekho aankh meri lady hai. Or we used movie names. So Dilwale Dulaniya became Dilwale Dhaniya le jayenge. <laughs> तेंडुलकर कोहली लाइक खाली पीली बहाना मत बनाओ बिकेम खोली पीली खाना मत बनाओ मोस्टली वी मेड इट ऑन बॉलीवुड सॉन्ग्स That's interesting. Vedi, can you uh, share your thought process? What goes behind creating these puns and wordplays? So there is no set thought process to uh, creating these. There's no method or procedure that you can follow. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we do is we generally uh, take a topic and jam on it for a while, and see uh, the various contexts in which this particular topic can be interpreted. and then uh, we sort of um, among us we decide which would be the best way we could portray something to mm-hmm. so i can't think of any example i mean a lot of our um, uh, like for example for the just the festival the sankranti we um, are running with this um, particular idea that variety makes us because danzo is about variety when compared to other brands and also we kind of extrapolated this idea to our country which is diverse and it's made of it's the sum of so many parts mm-hmm. so um if i have to talk about that particular post which we made for sankranti we thought what would be the best way to encapsulate this idea that there are so many different festivals celebrated across india whether it's uh, sankranti and gudi padwa and um, there's a punjabi one and there's a bengali one a samis one yes. so how do we best encapsulate it mm-hmm. so uh one way we try to do is do it is make it uh, as relatable as possible to our viewers and when we say relatable it's something that they are used to doing every day it is part of their every day so what our post was a uh, which finally ended up uh, coming on our page was a whatsapp chat it was a screenshot of a whatsapp chat mm-hmm. so uh, the i don't know if you've seen the post but the post had um, like tamil nadu uh, said uh, change the subject to happy pongal then yeah. karnataka changed the subject to happy sankranti so every state goes on changing the subject and finally india is like variety makes us yes, so the thought the process yeah. <laughs> yeah so the thought process behind that was um, how do we connect this idea of so many festivals being celebrated across the country and make it relatable to our viewers and you know use something they use every day as a medium to help get this message across mm-hmm. and we thought whatsapp was a brilliant carrier so we usually have an idea and we have something that can carry the idea and okay. if they are not um, you know usually uh, something Uh, if those two ideas are not usually perceived as similar then that works better like for mm-hmm. example whatsapp and like punjab like punjab and karnataka and tamil nadu being whatsapp users is not something people usually think about yes so it is kind of uh, something that's not ordinary in a carrier that, that is ordinary i don't know if i'm making sense <laughs> yes, but, yes. Uh, i could that. i could understand <laughs> that yes <laughs> Like I said, again, it's very hard when you have to define the process. <laughs> it's just a bunch of uh, light bulbs going up in your head. But yeah, that's what about creating puns and uh, you know using it for brand communication. It's it's definitely not that easy. But again, it has to come naturally. That's what I believe. Uh, Akhil Danzo has been taking a dig at political situations as well. For instance, the recent Maharashtra election thing. so not mm-hmm. many brands are successfully you know able to achieve this sort of communication so how easy or difficult mm-hmm. it is to come to this particular decision and finalizing the creative copy uh that's a, a thin thread uh that hangs uh because uh, <laughs> we try to not sort of play around so much around politics it's 
uh, it doesn't always favor and it's it's a very you know touchy subject for people right, right. we usually i mean they by and i and manas we we keep talking about uh, how many ideas they had to throw out and if we could <laughs> recycle them in another way Uh, because sometimes you know even if it's not even political for that matter there've been times where we had a conversation and ended up in an idea and and then it sounds like yes it is making a point it's funny or it is uh, making a few eyebrows rise but as you have to sort of still like you know understand what your brand is like because um, as much as you would want to dig, take a dig at everything that's happening in you know like that obviously increases you being noticed and mm-hmm. then you have that sort of traction and but all of this i mean i guess it's uh, it, it is something that we always look and sort of check with each other and like does it sound like it we are sounding like this does it sound like we are doing this you know and it needs to be a a process where at the end of it we should be able to swallow it and uh, should in effect the the image because i know there are lot, there are times when i personally you feel like oh, we should put this message out because it's for the good sometimes you need to sort of uh, hold back because you you have to think from the perspective of a uh, brand it shouldn't give that sort of bias on such situations so it's dicey yeah it is dicey but at times we get uh, an easy target and we feel like ha oh, okay this is something we can manage you know it, it wouldn't hurt anyone so much so yeah those ones we sort of yeah go ahead and take but otherwise we sort of hold the punch and actually brands have to be very conscious when it comes to the political thing because that's where cool. as you said the thin line matters so yeah uh, next yeah. next up i would like manas to answer this one now benzo has never hesitated to you know replicate other brands taglines or ideologies uh, to sort of you know communicate their own ideologies and recently with ramayan and nostalgia trending over the internet How on the earth did you come up with the idea to use that '90s and early 2000s brand taglines like that of Febiquick, Cadbury, Complain, or maybe Bajaj as well? So, how did you come up with that? So, I will break it into two: uh, the '90s ads part and the Ramayana part. Sure. Because uh, even though both are about nostalgia, but uh, the thought process was a little different for both. Mm-hmm. So, Ramayana. We did specifically because uh, after COVID, when the Ramayanas, you know, it was again being telecast. It, so it also caused a lot of uproar on social media. Like people were talking. So like even the younger generation who hadn't seen when the Ramayana was yeah. first, they were uh, now seeing it. And uh, mm-hmm. as um, the case with anything that goes on the internet now, they were responding to it through memes right. and through making their own funnier version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we saw. people were talking about it a lot and apart from it uh, i always believed that when you do a crossover of different pop cultures when, even if you do a crossover of any two things it uh, gets attention of users so that's when we thought like since everyone is talking about ramayana it is going to end so what if ramayana characters were stuck in covid or stuck in lockdown at this time what would they would have done or how would they they would be how would they deal with it and that's how we came up with this idea about doing this uh, post on if ramayana characters were stuck in covid mm-hmm. regarding the 90s yeah 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 90s ads uh, i think that was it was more about like uh, everyone when uh, we discuss i think it was more about giving an ode to different um, you know popular ads of the campaigns because all these ads and have personally um inspired us at some level also hmm. and it they were like uh, also some of the iconic ads so it was kind of our tribute to this ads and uh, i think kel would also be like uh, would be able to explain better yeah, about so so the so, so funny enough the 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 series of ads that we created for uh, nostalgia this thing mm-hmm. this featuring all the other brands this was something that we planned a little while back it was coincidentally it had all of these uh, rama and all happening now and it was before covid that uh, all of us were jamming for uh, you know we were looking at some interesting sort of a campaign to sort of do mm-hmm. and uh, we stumbled on this uh, this idea that hey you know what how about we feature like you know uh, all the old ads because whenever we we have a conversation about something we'd end up saying hey you know what have you checked out this ad and then we'll 
you know like share with each other and uh, there is always that talk right, like right. Uh, because everything because I, i think every idea that you get it it's not completely original it has you know mingling from some other thing that you've seen or heard and everything is a remix of a remix right, right. so uh, we always keep uh, referring old ads and i myself spend like a lot of time in advertising and the, like a lot of things that i have seen as references so we keep sharing them with each other and uh, i think one of those times around uh, one such project i think we we were like why don't we like do a you know a, a tribute to all of these brands and then uh, and then one thing led to another and uh, we had uh, what we have now and and, and uh, we were thinking of releasing this before the covid situation and then when it landed it felt like the wrong time to do that and we had other important messages to you know put forward so we went around doing that and then this thing happens like uh, all of this 90s ads start coming back and you know we have mahabharat the play and then yeah, uh, yeah rama and and then one day we're like okay, maybe now is the time that we can actually put it out and rama and as uh, sorry uh, as rama and as uh, manas was saying was was part of this whole nostalgia throwback thing but it it sort of came in together after all the incidents of ramayan and people talking on social and all of that happened so we like okay maybe we can pull that string a little further and yeah like we said that happened yeah i think i think both these campaigns you know did pretty well and caught so many eyeballs and also in one of the very recent posts danzo also applauded the work of delivery partners like that of grofers amazon super as well so do you feel mm. that having an in-house creative team sort of gives you the liberty because had it been you know suggested by some agency side not many mm. brands would have approved that easily in in terms of having an internal creative team right it i mean it is it's a very subjective thing i mean for some brands it might work and for some brands it may not work like uh, i know it works for us really really well and we we sort of wanted to create that agency culture Mm-hmm. inside uh, our team and it has been the same from the beginning and we sort of keep it in that same spirit you know if if not the work atmosphere itself but having an internal creative team does have its own advantages like you said sometimes you can sort of you know like have those quick discussions and ha oh, okay we need to do this let's do this i mean this sounds like a very interesting idea we should run with it this is a time when the the you know it's it's like that that's a trending topic topic and we need to sort of strike it right now and we have that sort of freedom and we it's not like something that we had in in a day mm-hmm. we sort of build that sort of trust within uh, the team we sort of expanded that across our team now you know we know that that the, the team that is asking for something really trust some of the judgments that we make and we have that freedom having said that it, it also depends on the culture when we talk about danzo as a, a copy team or a, a as a creative team uh, i think that is the most interesting angle that we that we got really really right i mean i think that's the reason why we are able to sort of put out the sort of work that they are doing right now and approvals as you said is a you know it, it is a subjective matter it can change from uh, one uh, you know company to another that might help might not help but right. for us i think it's working really well it's, it's absolutely working we can clearly see the results as well so uh, whether when it comes to creating the content for social media what are the key target metrics that everyone keeps in mind so uh, the first thing we are going after these days is it has to be relatable Right. uh people uh, need to instantly make a connection either with the topic or with our brand when they look at our content mm-hmm. and uh, the second thing is someone in our team recently called it the spark there needs to be that um that moment when people have this realization when they look at our like like a moment of realization when they look at our creative that oh this 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 is smart or like this is not how i thought about it right. you know right. that So the in terms of metrics we of course look for engagement we look for how many shares so there are different kind so what we follow is we do some of the stuff merely for engagement and some of the stuff which um we have put a lot of thought and effort into and this is the message which we want 
to put across mm-hmm. so our uh, marketing lead sai ganesh puts it very well some for the kitchen and some for the soul <laughs> so um <laughs> the things which we probably have put a lot of thought and effort into end up getting featured in places and things like that um whereas some things which like for example format posts we have it has to be like a spur of the moment kind of a thing we right. can't take too much time on it but it gets us engagement so yeah it's a mixture of a lot of things and we it's all ultimately a balancing act and the one thing we keep in mind is we keep doing all sorts of things like we keep experimenting we keep evolving so like when kel mentioned it's a you know it doesn't happen overnight we are still doing trial and error mm-hmm. but the errors are reducing every day <laughs> and then that actually reflects in the sort of campaigns that uh, danzo has done in the recent times for example yahan se wahan tak and then there was one pretty interesting a to z series so yeah i actually kind of like that uh, that was sort of pretty catchy and to daily hold on to something that okay today something new is going going to pop up so let's see what 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 danzo has to offer now so yeah that's a very a uh, good example right the a to z campaign mm-hmm. so uh, one of the biggest learnings for us is you can't please all of the people all of the time mm-hmm. so <laughs> so the a to z piece was done with a lot of passion and we put mm-hmm. a lot of thought and work into it and came up with these uh, objects which are from a to z and came up with a copy to fit that and all that but yeah. a lot of people didn't find that relatable but again people like you uh, you know remember us because of those posts so right. it's it's uh, i think we have learned that you can't stick to just one crowd mm-hmm. you have to sort of experiment all the time yes yeah i mean that's always something that uh, that we, we can so for example like you mentioned from here to there so that was a line that told you has to wait till now nobody knows yeah from yeah. here <laughs> so uh has to wait till is uh, is is a line that we sort of uh, refurbished there was another line called somewhere to there which was part of the rebranding uh, process mm-hmm. um we was part of the presentation that we had made for the rebranding and it said uh, you know we showed the old branding and then we showed the new branding and we were say and we were just explaining like you know we're moving from here Today. Okay. And uh, and and that was a line that we had written at that point, and we did not really think that it would eventually become a campaign. Like why you mentioned, you know, we we throw in a lot of things and see what fits better. And we remember, oh, really? Remember we have that line. We could like refurbish that and put that in this fashion. It really makes sense. And then we started uh, putting one and one together, and uh, slowly it sort of fleshed out into a really well campaign. And, <laughs> you know and these sort of things we are always open to i mean i think that's the reason why we keep coming up with ideas of for that matter like you know how tone keeps changing and once you put yourself in a, a rigid thing it sort of becomes it becomes a cage so we try to keep our ideas open sometimes some ideas don't work in some medium so we always involve our design team in it they will like guys why are you struggling with this in this fashion you could do it in, and they'll have a better suggestion for it right. and and all, all of a sudden the idea becomes alive and it, sometimes it's not even an animation it's a static image but you can feel that oh, okay that makes sense so uh, that sort of uh, openness that we keep in the team and we always make sure we are like sitting side by side we can like tap shoulders and make like comments and stuff so mm-hmm. i think that way i think the ideas keep changing all the time that's why i think tone keeps changing a little bit here and there sometimes we have moment marketing things that it pops up and someone has a really good idea and we have to run with it and people just keep adding i guess that's the reason why it's so interesting was it it is actually i think kelly made an interesting point about not being rigid mm-hmm. i think that has worked for us a lot um like for example we are not very really possessive about our brand that we are not going to feature any other brand in our brand communication exactly so yeah. if you see some of our posts which have done the best are the ones where we have included other brands we have we had uh, done a post when we had welcomed swiggy which had uh, kind of gone viral and mm. um, um there was another post on friendship day where we had included other brands and the most recent one where uh we have included uh, partners from all brands thanking for 
thanking uh, them for their services right. so when we, i think what the one quality about our brand is that we are honest and like we have a very true voice in the sense that like we are open and kind of it says that this is a person more than a brand to humanize the brand is what the jargon is mm-hmm. but um, yeah mm, it yes. is that's the kind of tone we are going for and it comes from a real space so that that's working for us really well exactly i mean uh, so uh, going back to that point mentioning other brands right i mean we there was no ill will in the whole uh, you know situation i mean even when we were doing friendship day post or mm-hmm. the one when we were welcome swiggy it was we wanted to have a friendly back and and why they keep saying should we like you know initiate this conversation and we be like yes yes go for it go for it <laughs> but uh, it's all in good spirit you know like uh, it, it's all people love when brands have a conversation i mean you yeah, see how durex has right durex is always you know taking a jab at someone and, and mcdi always does a little bit of this and that so there is some level of love for brands you know having a banter with each other and and we absolutely love it when <laughs> such things happen and and when this covid situation happened and when we were talking about uh, featuring our partners and everything we thought hey i mean it's not just us there are other players too so i guess it's okay and we looked at each other and like yeah i mean it's all in good spirit we should like talk about them i don't think it there's any sort of malcontent there there's no malice so we were like okay let's go with it and then we sort of saw that you know people sort of like that and and we thought okay maybe we should feature everyone it shouldn't be like just this how about these guys these guys are also doing this so maybe we should feature them and we found relatable situations that we could put like why they had mentioned earlier like carriers right where where how we can't just show them all in the same situation it cannot be like ha huh, they are all like uh, standing in queue in all the places and that that really will dry out after the second idea so we started thinking of okay what are the situations that these partners would involve in okay some of them maybe you know standing in a queue but maybe others are feeding uh, pets on the street because there are you know there are news about uh, partners who are like helping pets on the road and things really like nice. that so we 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 find we find like some good insight uh, that would you know feel like okay this can carry this idea and, and it's a lot of uh, you know checking this fits better that fits better but but the, uh, the the core thing remains they were trying to make it more relatable so that people can also like okay agree with a lot of things that we say mm-hmm. i guess that if i may, if i may just interrupt that most of the inspiration for these partner related creatives comes from real life like we spoke like i actually spoke to a partner who said i'm i buy a loaf of bread and some rice to feed the stray animals on the street and so things like that when we speak to partners so since we are an in-house creative team we are absorbing the business every day right every day that we are around people who are running the business we have a front front row seat to see how the business is being run what are the problems what what are the advantages of this business what are the disadvantages so that's where an in-house creative team has kind of an edge over an agency we are yeah. uh, privy to the everyday um you know issues and uh, of the business and then that's rightly said, said that people on social media actually these days respect the original content and also they respect the true voice of a particular brand so that was pretty rightly put by you guys uh, manas i would like to answer you this question uh, you have been the most recent member in the dunzo team if i'm not wrong yeah yeah so uh, in external agencies the clients tend to reject hundreds of ideas before finalizing one so how is it at dunzo how often the ideas you know of the members get rejected and you finally come to a concrete solution uh, this thing is uh, i think you can't can't escape the fact that not all of your ideas will be accepted or all of your ideas will come to fruition right. because one idea what one thing might feel like you have hit the jackpot to you it might not be the case for others and only when you discuss with others and only when you get their insights you realize oh yeah that might not be the case so even uh, in terms of when we do the brainstorming so when like when we copy team we do brainstorming and then we discuss with our marketing lead and, and we discuss with our executive team so sometimes some ideas are dropped sometimes uh, those ideas are rejected but we get a better version of those ideas from them 
so it had keeps happening just like agencies mm-hmm. but uh, so i have only worked like a few months with an agency but the major difference in get uh, the process of rejection of ideas is first of all it's it's very direct and it's very uh, what you call uh, it's very understanding the, the way in which the ideas are rejected right uh, it's that's saying and the ideas are not just uh, rejected they are to uh, make the change there the changes are suggested to those ideas and the process is very fast so like in a, usually in an agency if you send um, an idea to a client and it, the client takes some time and then he rejects then there are a lot of iterations of that idea and by the time you finally get a creative maybe if it's a moment marketing or something it's too late to even post that post or even that. work on that exactly the major difference uh, the stu- the speed is very uh, like it's very agile mm-hmm. akil would you want to bring in some points here idea wise i think um, we it's it's a very different thing altogether i mean every day you we can't go in with the same mindset so it's a very uh, organic process i mean uh, we have like we throw in multiple angles on subject and um, we look at what makes uh, sense yes and then after that we look at okay is this something that people can uh, understand will they laugh with us is this something that people can relate with so uh, and then we uh, when all these filters are checked and then we look at okay what well, uh, is the brand saying the thing that it needs because at the end of the day there are times when we have so it totally depends on the brief as well like the, mm-hmm. uh, if if it's a moment marketing thing then we're trying to find which strikes the chord better um while if it's a brief uh, that we already have an angle for okay something that we're pushing or some communication that we need to put out then we sort of go back and visit the brief and see if uh you know it sort of uh, puts the message across well if there is uh, if that amount of wordplay is too much or too little because like we had mentioned earlier like each of those things that we put out as communication will have a specific purpose if it's something to do with moment marketing then we look at it in a very different way mm-hmm. and if it's something that pertaining a brief that has a specific uh thing that we need to communicate we, we look at it in a different way altogether so and we and all three of us including the entire team knows okay this is how we have to look at it and this uh, sort of is in this sort of a structure or this brief it needs to go out in this form so and and uh, like manas mentioned earlier like we we know why the idea is not going to fly right, it's right. uh we, we know we love the idea and we know it works and everything is right about it but you know like they say you have to kill your own baby but uh, it, all, it all is in you know like good understanding of okay this works but mm, not in this situation maybe another day and we have saved saved a lot of those ideas and we brought it back in another context that is worked well well as well so yeah there is no inhibition about uh, whether oh this idea is going to fly or not we just throw it and it's always a like you know an organic conversation that one leads to another and suddenly we have an aha moment and we know we look at each other and like oh yes that's the one and yeah and then we run with it and usually everyone's on board and then manas also mentioned a very crucial point there that there has to be a proper reason for the re- rejection and that's actually sets you up to create a better one or the correct version of that particular creative so uh, exactly. coming on to the next question this is interesting and i personally wanted to know whether you can go with the answer so many people comment on the dunzo social media handles and its post that copywriter has done a massively great job uh and copywriter deserves a pay raise so has that ever happened has anyone of you that past <laughs> fire information <laughs> i'm not at liberty to say <laughs> have you ever used this as a means to you know ask for a pay raise actually uh, i i this is to happen uh, like when i had initially joined this is this happened a few times and i used to take screenshots of those and just put it on the group slyly <laughs> <laughs> whoever needs to see it can see it <laughs> that's interesting this actually reflects the fact that people actually love the work that the danzo team is actually doing so it's it's quite interesting now akil can you give one reason why using puns in brand communication can be a game changer so so i don't think any one for particular uh, tone or usage or uh, anything for that matter is a game changer i mean mm-hmm. i mean i know a lot of people would disagree even if i say it was 
because I don't think there's any one specific formula uh, that you know always works. You know, I don't know. Maybe what what if someone picks up alliteration as the next big, big thing? You know, like you never know, right? Right. It could be, could not be, but but you know, it's it's not a really right. I don't I don't think it's the right way to look at it. I think pun has worked for us because of uh, however we've you know maneuvered our communication, and it's not been a one day thing. Again, like I mentioned, it. Mm-hmm. we felt that it's, it has a lot of so it's 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 like okay, what sort of communication would ring a, a bell with a lot of people? I mean, uh, I remember Sai uh, uh, had mentioned this a little while back, one of our catch-ups, and he was like, a lot of people might feel like you know they are uh, they feel like they are a bit smart when they sort of see some sort of fun which only they get, and they're like, oh yeah, that's nice, I get it. <laughs> And there is a delight factor to it. So maybe there is that awe for pun, but I don't think it's the only measure to mm-hmm. solving all communication problems, but it has a bit of allure and uh, used correctly and, and tactfully, it has, you know, a, a bit of charm when you read something. Sometimes it's that thing that makes, that, that makes you be good. Maybe it's funny, maybe it's not. That is just one vehicle that we feel has worked for us. There are other times when we have used wordplay rather than pun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just one of the things that we have at our disposal. And fortunately, it's worked really well for <laughs> us. Yes. yes. And I, I personally also feel that puns and wordplays are something, you know, which can people easily connect with. And I think that yeah. works great for brands like Dunzo and for other brands as well. Now, we are almost towards yeah. the end of this particular episode. Uh, just a couple of questions to all of you guys. So, who's the most wittiest person you have ever come across? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I would just say the three of us are very uh, uh, in awe of the three of us. So I don't think it's gonna go outside this. Uh, yeah, I think that's why we work uh, well together because each one of us admires the other for what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Manas? Yeah, I said why. <laughs> Guys, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, the thing is, um, I think uh, all of us in the team, including copy and the design designers, everyone, uh, all of us have very different sort of a sense of humor uh, and uh, we look at things very differently. Uh, uh, we'll be thinking on the same subject for like five minutes and we'll come back with like lines completely different. And occasionally there'll be like lines, one sounds better than the other, but, but you know, in whatever conversation, we're trying to have a, a good laugh. So we're just mm-hmm. trying to make, twist the words a bit, uh, tweak if I replace that with a little bit of that would make it sound funny. Even though all of us are like uh, in, in different tangents, finding something that's funny is not always easy to, then you're thinking too much, you're like, guys, I think we have uh, crossed the point of funny, we should come back. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, mean, I was think that's the best thing that the fun you have when we when we three brainstorm, right? The if you're not having fun, then it doesn't really reflect in your work, also. Right. So we have like, a lot of fun when we are brainstorming, and we also have each other as like you know red team for uh, ourselves, like just looking at each other's expressions when we give an idea, you know, we come up with an idea, we get, uh, we understand it whether that idea is working or not. <laughs> that was actually a pretty interesting answer. Now, just the final one. One viral campaign that left you say, wow, that just amazed you. Not specific to Dunzo, but in general as well, you can share that. We can start with Akhil. Oh man. Um, viral, uh, the top of my head, I can't think of anything as of now, but I generally uh, don't know what goes viral. I don't know how uh, the word is defined. <laughs> I mean, I've tried defining it many years ago, but I don't think it's a it's a very it's a, it's not a very tangible word for me. As far as uh, recent ideas that have gone viral, damn it, I can't think of any right you now. You can you can share the one of Danzo as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danzo, we've uh, guys, we've got some viral ideas now. <laughs> That's always our brief. We need some viral ideas. <laughs> We're like, what is this word? <laughs> Follows us everywhere. 
not per specific to any but i i liked how we've been doing some of the work i i, I we really don't care if it goes viral or vi- doesn't go viral it needs to make us you know like happy as a team like okay that's a good piece of work that we've done you know if it flies really well then it's like a good moment you know we all have like ah okay that worked really well. so like for example the the nostalgia campaign was mm-hmm. was a lot of fun to do for that matter i don't know to what extent it was viral but that was fun yeah. like if the nostalgia campaign is one of the examples where uh we felt really good about putting it out and it was kind of the you know they say uh the labor of your love uh, so uh, it was kind of uh, all of us had a good feeling about it and it ended up working well on uh when we put it out as well so it was that kind of fine balance between what we want to say and what people want to hear so usually uh, it's usually either what we want to say or what people want to hear but this was kind of that fine balance between the manas your choice i don't have a specific campaign like on top of my head but i've enjoyed a lot of uh, outdoor campaigns and experiential campaigns that have uh, like seen over the years so uh, one specific i have forgotten the brand name uh, what it like which brand had done it but then done that experiential campaign in which the women were uh, you know um, riding those exercise bikes road yeah. and it had uh, connected to the whole billboard was lighting like it was experiential campaign. it was like a fitness campaign mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. is i've forgotten which brand had done it but like those kind of experiential campaigns too it's like they have stayed with me even after a long time you've seen that uh, those one with lenticular panels uh, for uh, child abuse i think yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that was all good. that was pretty much yeah. fun yeah yes guys to all the listeners you heard it from the best of the copywriters of the danzo team and you actually found out what it takes to communicate in a manner how this particular team does uh, thank you guys for being on the show i hope you enjoyed it and it felt very informative from my perspective to get to know how the thought process goes behind creating such a such an attractive piece of content so yeah thank you to akhil vedahi and manas for being on the show thank you thank for you. having us thank you vedahi thank you guys i hope everyone enjoyed the show please let me know your feedback on any of my social handles i'll be back with another episode with another guest till then stay safe thank you guys